0: miller and condon ken miller trent condon this is miller and condon on des moines sports station 106.3 kxno all right good morning everybody welcome to miller and condon on a monday it's des moines sports station 106.3 kxno for the next two hours Trent Condon, Ken Miller to talk sports with you. Thanks for uh, giving us some of your time here today. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We'll talk Iowa State with Alec Bussey at the bottom of uh, this hour. We'll start the second hour of the show with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic on the Hawks. And then Mr. Monday Night will make an appearance and uh, opine on the double dip. One, none, both. Got plenty of options. Well, two options tonight as far as your football viewing: one on ESPN, one on ABC, both at the exact same time. Direct customers makes the choice a little easier for us. We'll watch ESPN because we're on the outside looking in. Uh, anyways, lots of ground to cover. Army Navy was terrific. Patrick Mahomes made a fool of himself in the organization yesterday. Um, when a little adversity crept into the uh, football game at the end, I, I look. I get it, it was a uh, unfortunate. Kind of reminded me of something else that we saw earlier this fall. Another very <laughs> another play. Oh my God, what could have been? Uh, but anyways, uh, NFL was good. Vikings somehow found a way to win a football game. The Bears, uh, they're playing like, like we haven't seen the Bears play in some time. I don't know if this makes the decision any harder or not. Uh, Ohtani has a new home. Well, same home, just a new destination. When he has to program the GPS a little differently in Los Angeles to get the Dodgers Stadium, not Anaheim Stadium. I try. And, I'll be honest. Friday, I left here, and there was a couple hours. I thought he's a Blue Jay. Yes, I thought. He, I'm watching the odds I continue to tumble. He was, and then when did I get him out on Thursday? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get ahead of this for once. Oh yeah. I got my Jays at 8. You're going to pay one. for your jersey. Right, and then he was thirteen. Then they're thirteen to one. Then they're seven to one. It's happening. It's happening, and it didn't happen. Anyways, uh, here we are. Uh, Iowa, and Iowa State. Um, all both played yesterday. The women win. The Iowa State men win. Iowa men, not so much. Lots of ground to cover. Pretty eventful weekend. How are
1: you? I'm doing well. Good weekend. A lot of viewing. A lot of a little bit of everything. College basketball. We get the NFL yesterday, which was. Very good. A lot of storylines, as always. But Army Navy was Army Navy. It was good. Yeah. Um. But definitely had that hole without college football. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? It, it really yeah. was.
0: Yeah. Even though the, there was the the FBS semifinal. Was it semi quarters? Quarters quarters this week. Um. It's just different. It, it was is. Just, it was just different. We'll get some bowl games this week. We have a triple header Saturday of the NFL. If that moves your needle, uh. But uh, it was it was different. It was. Then there's a whole bunch more different coming in the weeks ahead. <laughs> yes. So, anyways. Well, next week we'll get bowl games, right? Uh, we do. We start on Saturday. A couple yeah. of good ones. Uh, one out in uh, Las Vegas, which should be fun. Uh, boy, that game yesterday
1: at Allegiant. 3 nothing Vikings. Talk to some people that were out there for the game. Yeah. Um, One of them snapped a picture of the Circa... Uh, vehicle that we've ridden on as no, they were waiting right? for a new after yeah, the game yeah. and said, Hey, do you think you can get us in there? <laughs> Sorry, I don't I don't think we can pull that one off that quickly to make that happen. But uh they said it was as you'd anticipate, a ton of Vikings fans mm-hmm. and not a ton
0: to cheer for. No, not there wasn't. Yeah, my son was at the game, Cale was there. Uh at the game. He's a Vikings fan. That was the first NFL game I think since he's moved there. He wanted to go see a squad so sure. he took Sunday off and was part of the uh, was part of it. And look at um O'Connell finally made the right decision going to, I think, uh, to Nick Mullins because Joshua Dobbs' his first week was unbelievable. Yes, but there hasn't been a lot of unbelievable since then. And this is a team along with the Packers. Um, we're both in the playoffs as we sit here today,
1: and another team chasing him down. You know
0: what, Trent? It's not without the realm of possibility, is it? Am I crazy to think that the Bears are a pretty good team right now? They are a good team right now, but and, but here's the. I, I think that this is going to cause a lot more angst because you're still going to have the Caleb Williams question hanging over the franchise's Mm -hmm. head as to what you're going to do when the final weekend of April rolls around and Carolina stunk all year and you've got their pick. And boy, Fields down the stretch finally looked as though he was starting to catch on. But that rookie contract, the clock is ticking on that, and you got the first overall pick, and you've got a generational talent, or so you're told. In Caleb Williams, boy, oh boy,
1: what do you do? It's as difficult of a spot as we've seen a team in this situation, right? Because a, be. they're better than a number one pick team. Yes, I mean, you for see sure. that, and you see the way that this mm-hmm. defense is playing, mm-hmm. and they're flying around. They should have beat the Lions before Thanksgiving. Yes, they're up twelve with uh-huh. five minutes left, uh-huh. and they let that one slip away. This team defensively, it's the best rush defense in football. Yeah, but this what? sweat was I, I watched, a terrible acquisition. Remember well, we outside who? of that garbage Thursday night game, Yeah, I've watched every game. Yeah, I did not anticipate no, that. No, they're but different. They're flying around. Yes. They're making plays, fields. There's still the moments. For, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. There's still that. But he's talented enough. Yep, You can be a playoff team with him. Can he be a Super Bowl team with him? I don't know. But you know
0: what? I do have an opinion on, Trent, that even if they do continue to play like they are, I, I do believe that they're going to have to take Caleb Williams. But this does nothing but help his, his trade stock. Oh, absolutely. If he continues yeah. to play right. like this, I mean, I don't know what he was going to bring if he just would have finished out the year, third or a fourth or a three and a five. Now you're talking about you're probably not going to get a first, but um, you're going to um, you're a a get four? more.
1: Maybe. Maybe that's on the table. Not down the line of three, you know, something like that. Two and four this yeah. year, and a three the following year. I I could see a scenario mm-hmm. like that. I think that would make a whole lot of sense. And look around the league, a lot of teams need quarterbacks. Yeah, every single year. Uh-huh. A lot of teams need quarterbacks. Right. So a lot of teams. What eight, ten teams would gladly, I would think, give that up for Justin yeah. Fields. Yeah. Now knowing that. With your option, and then you're probably going to have to sign him. And in fact, if you make the trade, you're probably going to. Well, go out you and do sign that him. knowing yeah. that yeah, that you're going to be. You're going to give him some kind of uh-huh. extension, but it's yep. not going to be an Uber extension. It's not going to be anything that handcuffs. It's going to yeah, t- right, exactly. That you can't do anything else. Uh-huh. It's not going to be that kind of deal. So I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. It's a spot that we haven't seen in the NFL. I'm excited for Bears football, and when they went out and got Fields, you tried to talk me into it, huh. and it took a long time. And as soon as I bought in, of course, he crapped the bed. He did. yep. (laughs) And buying back in now. But as you sit there and you look at Caleb Williams or Drake May, whatever it turns out to be, and you have this guy Mm -hmm. and an opportunity to reset that clock and get the rookie contract, we know that's how the easiest way to build teams. Not the only way, but the the easiest easiest way to build a team in the NFL Uh is to have that rookie contract for your quarterback and go out and be able to fill in the parts. You have that in front of you they're going to be picked apart both those quarterbacks are going to be picked apart to the nth degree and because yeah. there is two uh, people are going to talk about dumb things things that don't matter one iota Caleb Williams paints his fingernails he cried yeah, he after cried a after loss. a game yeah yeah all those things are going to be there i don't care he's a talented quarterback
0: very much so trent very much so um there's, I think there's a number of quarterbacks that are coming out. That, uh, the Heisman winner. Where's Jaden Daniels go? It's a great question.
1: You know, we'll get Is into... Is he
0: Lamar Jackson? He could be. Absolutely. Size-wise. Lamar Jackson, was, was he the last pick in the first round? I think, but, didn't Baltimore come back into the first round to get him?
1: But remember, speaking of the picking apart, people are going to go back to his days at sure. Arizona State. Sure. Where nobody... Yeah. In that locker room, it sounded like well, it was sad to see, see him go.
0: Did you see some of the video of his teammates packing up his locker room when he when he originally decided he's going to transfer? Yeah, that was put on X this weekend. They, uh-huh.
1: I remember that. Just,
0: don't let the door hit you, and you know what? Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then he went to Heisman. Right. By the way, that was, he was my vote. He I, was. I went. Uh, I went. Daniels one, Penix two, uh, and Bo Nix three.
1: So you put it in the order that it, yeah, finished, that's, in. That it finished. it finished. You got
0: it right. I guess. Uh, I mean, where was Cooper DeGene?
1: I'm joking. Yeah. i <laughs>
0: No, but if there is a, if there is a, I mean, I don't, I don't want this to just be a quarterback award, but mm-hmm. it certainly has been as of late. Anyways, right. um, fun weekend there. So where do you want to go? Let's let's do the Chiefs real quick, and I'm sure we'll get back to it mm-hmm. later on. Look, I I don't know what they're bitching about. I really don't. Right. It's not up to the official, the line judge, to say, "Tony, get back." Well, and they
1: do sometimes. You don't. You don't but have not for to. a guy that's lined up in the slot either. It's usually that outside receiver that's closest that's right to, the to, him, yeah. Yeah, to the line. Yeah, to the line judge, and you point over to him, and he yeah. says, "Yeah, you're good." Yeah. You don't see that with slot and guys often. Tony didn't
0: ask him. He did Tony would have asked. It would have been different. Um but and, then after the—you know what the worst part about it was? I get it. At the heat of the moment, Mahomes is pissed off and mm-hmm. he's on the bench. He's throwing his helmet. He's
1: And I was fine with that. I was, too. Yes. I was, too. He's Purchase, upset, fired yes. up, no doubt.
0: But then he goes across the field to meet his peer. Mm-hmm. And it's not, hey, good game, Josh. Best of luck the rest of the way. You guys played well. Um he starts bitching about the yes. officials to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen was so uncomfortable. He, sure, he, he had was, to be. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. Sure, yeah. We we uh, just beat your team. Yeah. Right. How about nice game?
1: Best of luck the rest of the year. No, this is the way you. Car- I guess he's never he beat been that in that spot on that field in the most devastating fashion in NFL history. <laughs> we it down. 14 seconds yes. left. A Super Bowl yes. on the line. Right. You think he gives two craps about, about week fifteen or fourteen or whatever it was? about a call there? They kept kept their slim playoff hopes alive. with right. still a difficult schedule in front of them. Yes. You think he cares about a call no, like that? No. Patrick Mahomes, be careful. Yeah. This thing could get ugly because they're not taking accountability. Trent, the winds are swirling. A very likable figure, mm-hmm. a very guy. If you don't have a rooting interest, that's fun to watch mm-hmm. and easy to root for. That is changing. Yep. Over the last what? How many hours has been? That yep. is changing. The yep. national conversation of Patrick Mahomes is changing. Mm-hmm. Be careful here. This is one. His next press conference, he's got to stand up and he needs to talk yep. about accountability. You said the word. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that was a terrible look. It was a bad look after the game. It was a terrible look for Andy Reid. Yep, that was a bunch. A bunch of bad all put together there. Kansas City, be careful. You've had a lot of things go your way over the the last half day. The holding call in the Super Bowl. Yes, a lot of things have gone your way. What if Jalen Hurts would have went up after the Super Bowl and was bitching about (laughs) that? Right. You know, we would have got that audio, that video after the game. Jalen Hurts would have been derided. yes. Absolutely. And the same thing here. You can't do it. Be careful. Patrick Mahomes, you are, on every commercial, a very Uh likable figure. Yep. This thing can flip Best in the very game. quickly. Best in the game. Uh, but um,
0: you know how everybody builds you up only to knock mm. you down, and they can't wait to knock you down. This was a little adversity for the first time in his professional career, and it didn't go well.
1: So the 11th time we've seen this uh, called in the NFL this year, it's something that they've looked no, at they a little called bit it more closely. Did you notice yes, that? Yes, I <laughs> did. You do kind of wonder when it was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that flight came. Mm. Right. But 11 times it's happened this year. It's egregious. It's not, it wasn't a toenail over no the line. It, it, no he's got half a foot you, the line judge couldn't see the football right, because he, tony's foot's in the way and yes we were robbed of an incredible play unbelievable but you can't not throw the flag because something cool might happen right? right. You and can't. you're taking you're, you're taking the moment away from a hall of fame tight end well you didn't know it was going to happen
0: exactly i mean for Mahomes to come out and say that ah, into jesus it was bad it was bad it was bad. And you know what? I don't remember, and I don't know if it happened or not. I mean, social media and Twitter weren't around back. And did, did Montana? Did Elway? Right. Did Unitas? <laughs> you know, some of the greatest mm-hmm. that have ever played the game over the years. Did they ever have uh, that much of a... He snapped. He snapped he is what he did. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, the Chiefs, um, a little adversity. Will they be able to work their way out of it? We shall see. So that was uh, certainly an eventful game.
1: Uh, you mentioned uh, last Friday. I want. We'll talk probably a little more about Otani later. Later, well, but I was thinking maybe this would be the week for Matt Snyder. Yes, absolutely. We'll get him back yeah. in there. Now the hot stove can heat back up after mm-hmm. this one's kind of off the table. You, as a Blue Jays fan, though, I sent you the message. It was what one o two. Well, I was driving. I was about to, uh, yeah. I was so going to pull over, over the bridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I sent you the message because it comes from MLB trade rumors. Yep, and it was from a Dodger blogger mm-hmm. that says it's, it's over. over. Yeah, and then it coupled with John national guys, yep, yep, said the same thing. Yep. So, in the interim, and then... And you know who was on the plane? Apparently, it was one of the guys from Shark Tank. Yes, I did see that. (laughs) So, then it doesn't happen. And then Bob Nightingale comes out and says, he's not on a plane to Toronto. Right. This is not imminent. Yeah, And he has that... What was it like as a fan? Somebody that... I mean, you were pumped up. I was. I was. You know what? Um... When I saw
0: the price tag, it, it's not as difficult, I think, to swallow now. And I know I sound like, ah, we didn't really want him. No, of course you want him. He's Otani. And you want him for a couple of years, right? Because, look, you wouldn't be able to keep Bichette and Guerrero and some of that young talent uh, with, with, uh, with, with Otani. At least you wouldn't think. But, mm-hmm. well, you know what? As much as anything, I was thinking, finally, ESPN's going to be forced to put him on Sunday Night Baseball because <laughs> they don't do it. And I get it, they don't rate. It's like the Stanley Cup playoffs when right. there's a Canadian yep. team. They don't rate. We don't get Toronto. They don't get Toronto. You don't get the Canadian markets. are not part of the Nielsen ratings. So that's why they don't show up on, on Sunday Night Baseball, which I've always been a fan of. Um, but I thought, oh my God, they're, he's going north of the border. He's going to be the biggest name uh, in, a, in a country that's hockey nuts. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Otani is going to, uh, because what Canada is, it's a melting pot. Canada is a melting pot, uh, and I like that about my country. Um, and he would have, like, he would have made a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, obviously between the lines um, and and some of the opportunities that would have come his way. Speaking of that, so the WNBA holds their holds their draft lottery yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Indiana apparently, um, who has Alea Boston? Yes, who we saw last year, Mm -hmm. and is a very talented player. Yes, she is. And she went number one overall last year, I believe. Yes. And now they hold the number one pick overall again, and you know, by all accounts, it's going to be Caitlin Clark if she decides to come out. Why wouldn't she? The money's going to
1: be there, right? Endorsement wise, it's going to be there. I was
0: just thinking, what goes away of her local endorsements? And don't you think it would be easily replaced with a national
1: campaign for her? Well, Hy-Vee is not going to Just kick her is, the
0: curb. Right, because she's a pro.
1: Right. And I don't know, are there Hy-Vee stores in Indiana? I, I, I I'm not know, exactly that. sure how far their reach is. I know it goes down south, and we see the Patrick Mahomes commercials. It's and, in North think They're in Minnesota, aren't they? Yes, absolutely, yeah. There, there's plenty up there. But that aside, yeah, that's not going away. Are, are there some local things in Iowa City? Sure, but... Those are not the big-figure deals you're talking about, right? right? We're talking about... Nike. Yeah, State Farm. State Farm, right. Yeah. You think those things are only going to increase. I would think so. And you put those two players together, it's a pretty good one-two punch. It, it really
0: is. I mean, I can't... Kept, kept, oh, she can't take the cut pay. pain. You know, maybe, a, maybe that was my take a long time ago, before the Nike and the State Farm thing. Right. But these are national deals. Mm-hmm. These aren't drying up. Um, look, if I had to predict right now... I think she's going to go pro. I, I would put it at 90-10. I think so, too. That, I think you're kidding. I think David Eichel's kidding himself. He thinks she's coming back. Really? He thinks she's coming back. Mm, I, I, I do not see it, see it the same I way. I cannot see it. No. Um, I get why you want her to. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, she's like nothing we've ever seen. Anyway, speaking of- And her
1: of, significant other also lives in Indianapolis.
0: You know what, Trent? I never thought about that. Yes, yeah. he's coaching on that staff. Yeah. He's getting his start with the Pacers. He's getting his start with the Pacers. I never even thought about that. This is something long-term. How about that? Yeah. Falling into your lap. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, By the way, if you would like to see, well, the whole team. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Both the men and the women, they have a doubleheader at Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, Dr. Fuller, Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. We have four tickets. They're not all together. There are two pairs. Um, they're in section and, and they're not on courtside. They're not courtside. <laughs> no, okay. this is these are right up at the, the the only ones he could get when he got in, mm-hmm. and he was on hold for twenty minutes. Was was way up, uh, section three thirteen and section three ten. But if you would like to win four tickets to see the men play, followed by the women at Wells Fargo this Saturday, go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. Now we got it. We've um, tried to warn you of this before. There's no reason, if you're on Twitter, not to follow our account. <laughs> right. And if you would have been following our account, you would have had a two-hour head start on this contest. Because what time did you post it? About 9.30, 10 o'clock? Something
1: like that, yeah. And I misread your text. Yeah, so I, I put, saw that. That's okay. It's yeah, too right. late now to yeah. go back. Yep. Um,
0: so this is not a phone-in. This is not a phone-in. The phone lines are going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hang up. Uh, go to the Miller & Condon Twitter account. It's total points both Monday night games tonight. Mm-hmm. The first person to get the number owns the number, and there's a lot of them gone. It's A lot of them the 80s are already taken. Yep. So make sure that your number is still available, because if you want 84, and 84 is the correct number, but Joe Blow beat you because Joe Blow got it before you. Joe Blow's getting the four tickets.
1: They got the timestamp. They're in first. They get it. They get it.
0: Uh, you have to use the hashtag Fuller Dental. There's people that have entered the contest that did not. But they you, will not get in. They will not win. You have to check all the boxes before submitting. Leo Muldoon, you were the latest one uh, that didn't do that. So, Leo, get back in there. I think his name's Leo. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and make sure that, yeah, Leo Muldoon, uh, you didn't use the hashtag Fuller Dental. You took the number that was still available, but if somebody grabs 95 before you... Leo, they get it. So there are the parameters for the contest. Uh, four tickets, two and three ten, two and three thirteen. Uh, for Saturday's doubleheader at Wells Fargo Arena. Once that number is gone, it belongs to the person that got it first. Use the hashtag Fuller Dental and you're good to go.
1: Simple as that. Simple. And as we'll watch a little Monday night football if you have direct T V, figure out a different way to watch the Packers and Giants. You think this is gonna help out some sports bars? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. Packer fans back in it uh-huh. now. If the Packers would have been limping in right now, it's like, okay, well, I guess I won't watch it. But yeah. with the team being good, they're good. If you have direct TV, maybe you can sign in and watch it like ESPN Plus, like you've talked it, about before. It worked before. last time. However,
0: right. I'm not counting it. on it working tonight. Or but...
1: you're trying to cast it up to your TV and that's not working and then so it gets who, laggy. So where
0: are Buck and Aikman? Are they ABC or are they ESPN, I wonder? Uh, that's a good question. I would. Guess. I bet they're mm. ABC,
1: probably, right? I don't know. That's a great... I, I'm. You could kind of play it both ways, right? Is there a Manning cast? Yes, there is, because uh, Kirk Cousins is on it. Interesting. Okay, so there is a Manning cast. Leo or... Muldoon,
0: your number's been taken. Leo.
1: <laughs> You're trying to help Leo I'm out. I'm trying
0: to help Leo out. <laughs> uh... Sean Monaghan came in and grabbed your number, Leo. You're clobbered. Yep,
1: got to, got to look through yep. there and see yep. and make sure... Yeah, should have done total yards, but yeah, that was a miss by me. Um, I have a not. What is it? Announcing Skeds. I think that's on Twitter. One. Yes, I think that's what it is. Announcing Skeds. I think that's the one that tells you where everybody is. And let's see if I can pop it up here.
0: Oh, I hope they're on ESPN. Yes, uh, not pop it up there.
1: We'll find it. But okay. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Because well, you want to listen to them. who? And I want to know who has the B game. The um, other
0: game. It would, it would probably be um, Louis Riddick. Steve Levy? Louis Riddick? Oh, okay. That's my guess. I don't know for sure.
1: Uh, that would be my guess, but I'm not, I'm not 100%. We'll All find right, that. All right, 506 sports. They're always good about it. Here we go. Monday night, ABC, yes. Buck and Aikman. Damn it. Packers, Giants. You'll get Chris Fowler, Louis Riddick, and oh, Dan O'Reilly. it. That will have the call for Titans and the Dolphins. Okay. So... We've talked about this a little bit more recently. The NFL, this schedule with the extra game, we still have another month left. I know. This is I'm not such complaining. No, not at all. And that's not where I'm going with right. this. But it is such a grind. There's that lull with 49ers lost three straight games. In the yeah, past. How, Trent, How? Seriously. Yeah. Most everybody has that kind uh-huh. of lull. You, you, know? you see those kind of things. But this feels like there's like. Three different seasons, inside of every single season, that extra game, I don't know why it is, I don't know what it is, but that extra week has just taken this thing out. How many teams are we talking about now with real opportunities to be playoff teams? I think it's great. Yes. I think
0: it's great for the NFL. I mean, parity is something that they always
1: strived for. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are the 11th best team in the AFC. Are they that far? They've That's, got that much ground? Because of tiebreakers, they are You're that kidding. far down. The Bills, who have a difficult schedule still in uh-huh. front of them, they sit tied at seven and six, but behind the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, and then you get to Buffalo, number 11. Wow. Yeah.
0: Boy, that's um, I, I, I. mean, I knew that they were I had their work cut out for them, but that's a lot of crap, a lot of teams to pass by.
1: And going into yesterday, I grabbed a five dollar ticket on the Bills. They were fifty to one. Yeah, why not? And then, when I, after everything finished up last night, and I, I heard that they were at 11, oh boy, I should have maybe taken a little deeper look at tiebreakers. But with that talent, with that offensive talent, mm-hmm. you're not going to find a 50-to-1 shot out there. No. And I, I looked this morning, they're now 30-to-1 they after the win against Kansas down City. They came significantly, huh? Uh, interesting. Uh, real, real quick on, on Hawkeye hoops
0: from yesterday. Uh, the men uh, watching Fran get, uh, get tossed. I, I don't know what he thought he saw. Did he just want out? The, the the Bali was not it it was the right call. Yeah, it was an
1: offensive. It ball. was absolutely all day yeah. long an offensive. I foul. think it was. He's had enough. No, it wasn't that he had enough. It he just was, wants to
0: spark his team. Right, and it's worked in the past. It has, but they were down twenty.
1: Yeah, they weren't coming back from
0: uh-uh. that. I mean, they to their they got it to I fourteen right got, away.
1: Uh huh, and then what, to finish ten. I think. Yeah, couldn't get over the hump though. Mm-hmm. It was something trying to light a spark, try to get something going. But what a deplorable effort defensively, Ooh, boy! That was ugly. And Can then they finally do what they needed to and put Owen Freeman in the starting lineup. That,
0: but, but not the starting lineup that we thought when
1: Owen Freeman got inserted, right? Right now, DeSante Bowen has 32 assists against eight turnovers. 4-to-1 assist to turnover ratio. He is offensively one of their highest efficiency players mm-hmm. in the game. He's a sophomore. He's mm-hmm. taken a step. What's it going to take? Tony Perkins is not a point guard. No. Keep the bigs out there. I'm fine with Crickey. You Freeman. want you want Patrick McCaffrey out there too with him? No, of course not.
0: What did he? How many did he finish with? He started off on fire. He
1: got to the rim, hit a three uh-huh. pointer, had another three so it was pointer. Five, late. right? Yeah. It was five early in the yep. uh, maybe before the first media timeout, and then hit another three during the blowout late in the game. Yeah, um, that was it. That's all you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Uh, no rebounding Had a block shot. Okay. No. Yeah. Hasn't had a steal in three games. Has one block shot in the last three games. At a game, goose egg and rebounding at mm-hmm. six foot nine. Right, yeah, uh, it, it's very simple. Bowen at the point, Perkins at the two, Sanford at the three, Freeman and Cricky together. Mm-hmm. That should be your starting the lineup. lineup. Works for me. We Th- get back into the word nepotism. <sighs> Marker doesn't want it.
0: Trent, how many how many times do we bring up this big week for Iowa? Starting last week. Mm-hmm. Starting last uh, Monday with Purdue and then Iowa State.
1: Got to go minimum one and two. Well, if you minimum, can get to two and one. You'd sign for that in a heartbeat. Absolutely.
0: They got blown out in two of the three, and that was a du- the other one was a double-digit loss.
1: And Michigan is a program. They're not a good team, Trent. Well, Juwan Howard might be fired. Apparently. That, what's going on there? He, he fought the strength Strength and strength conditioning coach. coach, yeah, who didn't travel with the team.
0: And apparently some are saying there was punches exchanged, yes. although they're throwing cold water on that.
1: He, he has a zero-tolerance policy because he... Shoved a Wisconsin assistant. Right. Yep, there is no leeway. Yep, he's going to be fired. I think that's the likely scenario. This team, with all this coming in, comes in a punksy you on your home floor. Mm. That is an awful look. It is. I agree with you. That's a bad Michigan team. Uh huh. A bad. And what does that Michigan say about team. this Iowa team? That they're bad too. Uh huh. They were one of the worst teams defensively against the three point line. Iowa started one of fifteen from behind the arc. Who's the worst team in the Big Ten?
0: I mean, there's two teams that are 0-2, Iowa and Michigan State. <laughs> right.
1: Um, Penn State? Penn State's not very good. Rutgers? Rutgers, be they're okay. I watched Minnesota come back and, and
0: uh, put it on Nebraska. Nebraska had a nice win yesterday. At home. Maryland's
1: pretty bad. Okay. Uh, they beat Penn State. But is no Iowa team. in the conversation? Yes. You would put Iowa there with Penn State, with Minnesota, with Maryland... Michigan Ugh. needs to be in that mix, too. And he lost to one of those teams at home. Ugh. It's over. There is no realistic path for this team to get back and be a tournament team. Um, Evan Bronze,
0: he's, yeah. he's not going to be the difference uh, with uh, 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 how the season's going to play out. Right. Didn't he deserve more than five minutes yesterday? I thought the five mm-hmm. minutes that he played, he was
1: active at both ends of the floor. Well, he plays defense. He's not a skilled he, offensive player. It uh-huh. doesn't work for Frey McCaffrey. You would love to see a guy that comes in there, rebounds, plays a little defense, actually can play interior post defense unlike Ben Cricky. I mean, you would like to see that guy be able to carve out a niche of 8 to 10 minutes, but he's not skilled offensively. Mm -hmm. You're not going to play for Fran. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We'll take a time out. We'll t- Alec Bussey, uh, who covers Iowa
0: State for 24-7 sports, at uh, CycloneAlert.com. He's next. We take you until uh, 1 o'clock. Mr. Monday Night, double dip tonight. Is he uh, going to play both of them, do you think? Or... He's got one play. One play. Well, one All right. play. Tune in for that. Coming up about 10 minutes before 1 o'clock. He's had a phenomenal year. It's Miller & Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.ci.com. condon welcome back des moines sports station 106.3 kx and o trent condon ken miller here until one o'clock talking sports with you our number two scott dockerman uh will lead things off fact he's our own well mr monday night's a guest for crying out <laughs> loud uh scott dockerman mr monday night both coming up alec bussey right now covers iowa state for cyclone alert 24 7 sports and he joins trent and myself hello alec trent and ken how are you
2: Good guys, how are you doing today? Doing
0: pretty well. You know, before we get into basketball, uh, which we saw yesterday, um, just uh, you guys over at twenty four seven do such a great job with the transfer portal, etc. Uh, do you think that um, you know Campbell, when he had his press conference after the um, the bowl game was announced, thought that you know it's not going to be there's not going to be a rush of players into the portal. Um, Obviously, we knew that uh, Cartavius Norton and Eli Sanders were going to jump in. There's been a handful subsequent to that, but certainly nobody, correct me if I'm wrong, Alec, that, uh, oh, wow, I don't know how they're going to, you know, replace him, or boy, that's a blow. That's a, clearly a position of need. Has there been anybody else that makes you step back and say, I didn't see that one coming?
2: Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, obviously, I think losing Deshaun Hanukkah is. In terms of on the field, maybe something that's unfortunate, but I think Iowa State feels good about where their tight end room is at, and obviously that was just kind of an unfortunate situation where he probably felt like it was best for him, and he needed to leave Iowa State, and he commits to Kansas this morning. But in terms of other players on the field, no, I don't really think anyone that has left the program should be viewed as a major surprise. Um, obviously, anytime you lose an offensive lineman to the portal, that can be a little bit frustrating, but... Daryl Simmons kind of lost his starting job uh, midway through the year to Brendan Black, so I don't think losing him with just one year of eligibility left is maybe the biggest surprise in the world. So I think overall, Iowa State's done a really good job of retaining talent they want to retain um, to this point in the portal, and I think that's kind of become a staple under uh, Coach Campbell at Iowa State.
1: So uh, a name that is out there, and Iowa State is not alone. Looking at the wide receiver ranks, it's worked out very well. Higgins was a great addition a year ago, coming in from eastern Kentucky. And that is Jaden Richardson. D3 kid, played at Tufts High, academic uh, university, definitely on that one. 20 touchdown receptions in his career. But Iowa's fighting for a lot of people. Is he a guy that is likely to be looking at Iowa State, that likely with that long list that maybe could be taking a visit here coming up?
2: Yeah, I think he's someone that they certainly would like to get on campus. But like you said, there's certainly a lot of interest for him as well. He's taken visits to a few different schools. He's a native out on the West Coast. And um, right after the Pac-12 championship game, I know he visited Washington. I also know he visited Cal. He's visited uh, Central Florida down there. And uh, the Bounce House, he's able to take that in. Um, and then he's also visited some other small schools like New Hampshire. So he's kind of got a little bit of an interesting recruitment where you know he's taking a visit to Washington, who is playing for a college football playoff, but then he's also you know, visited a really small school like New Hampshire. So I'm trying to get a good read on some of those different places and where that recruitment kind of goes. I need to get in contact with him again this week. But like you said, he was really productive at Tufts with 20 touchdown receptions in his career at the Division three level.
0: Alec, have you heard any uh, as far as a destination for Sanders or Norton?
2: Um, I saw that Boston College, I think, was one that was pretty interested. In uh, Cartavius Norton, I believe. Um, I would need to double check that there. I have not seen anything specifically for Eli Sanders to this point, though. Um, I know the Boston College uh, extended a scholarship offer to Norton, though.
1: Dion Batista, a guy that's been committed for a while. He reopens his commitment here just right before signing day. Now, they all have another quarterback in the class, obviously, with Connor Moberly. Did they. A, look at him as a quarterback, and secondly, what was kind of behind that? Iowa State was his only major offer. What can you tell us on that front?
2: Yeah, I don't know too many of the details. Um, I try not to get too personal with kids after they decommit. I don't see that's a tough time for them personally. Um, But like you said, I mean, he was in a situation where Iowa State was his only um, power conference scholarship offer. So um, you can kind of read into that a little bit. It's rare for schools to take two quarterbacks in a class. I know George is doing it this year, but... Those quarterback commits that the Bulldogs have are a little bit of a different level than what Iowa State's bringing in with Connor Overly and, like you said, the Keith. Um, I think that it's kind of safe to assume that you know maybe that offer wasn't as committable as it was in the summer um, when he committed to Iowa State. And I think they looked at their quarterback room and they probably felt like, hey, this is a pretty young room and we like the way it's trending and like we like the way it's directed right now. With you know, Racovec is going to return for. A redshirt sophomore season next year, assuming something crazy doesn't happen. JJ Cole is going to be a redshirt freshman next season. You're going to bring Connor Moberly, and he's likely to redshirt too, if all things go to play it, from what I would anticipate. So I think that they feel confident about where their quarterback room is headed and the young depth that it has there. And like I said, it's really hard to not only keep two quarterbacks in class, but then also to keep them for the length of their careers. Quarterbacks transfer, um, in terms of percentage, is as high as any position. In college football, now you'll see greater volume numbers of receivers and defensive backs transfer, but in terms of percentage of transfers um, at a certain position, quarterback is obviously the leading one because there's only one that can play on the field at a time for most schools.
0: Uh, I did see that the practice has begun preparation for the uh, for the Liberty Bowl. When will the media or does the media get any uh, coaches' availability leading up uh, to uh, the team leaving for Memphis?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I actually need to reach out to the Iowa State Sports Information Department today um, and get that schedule and have an understanding of when those times will be, what that schedule will be, hopefully get an opportunity to observe practice down there in Memphis um, because that's obviously something that Bulls generally kind of get Mm -hmm. to do, and that's not something that Coach Campbell provides press members with the opportunity to do up here. Um, So hopefully get an opportunity to watch practice and get a good scope um some of the things that maybe have changed, obviously bowl games for um, I guess maybe a little bit of a different strategy for coaching staffs, especially now that they aren't as prestigious as maybe they were 25, 30 years ago, I guess you could say.
1: Interesting. Hey, Alec, one more on the football front for me and dealing again with the transfer portal. We talked about this a little bit last week, but what are the position groups now as things are settling a little bit more? You anticipate what position groups is Iowa State looking at the most?
2: That's a really good question. Um, I think defensive back is one that has mm-hmm. probably gone up the list here of late, just with losing some guys. You're obviously losing TJ Tampa, but you're going to return four starters in the secondary, assuming nothing crazy happens back there. I think defensive back is certainly one that's interesting and one that should probably be tracked. They've offered a few guys: Brian Turner, transfer from Ohio State. He's smaller, he's undersized, he's about five foot eleven, but he's a former. Blue-chip recruit, that's an aim that's worth following. Um, they had an in-home visit with Chase Canada. He's a junior college prospect. but He just took an official visit to Illinois over the weekend, and he's announced that he's going to commit on Saturday. Um, not specifically to Illinois, but um, you know you can kind of read into those two leads. Re- those recruitments go pretty quickly. Um, defensive line is one that I think you could maybe see them target a little bit just to add depth. They've, they've offered a few kids there. Justin Woodley, um, former Cincinnati kid, He entered the portal Iowa State offered. He ended up deciding to commit to Arizona State, I believe, on yesterday. Um, And Arizona State's been super active in the portal. Uh, Xavier Stillman, um, he's a junior college kid. He's someone else that they've offered. I don't think he'll be too active on the offensive line, but they've offered a few kids. And we know how competitive transfer recruitment out of the portal um, can be. And even at the JUCO ranks, they've offered two or three kids there. And then running back. I think running back is a position that they should probably look to add. Um, just because I wouldn't feel great about going into the next season with um, Abu Sama, Carson, Carson Hanson,
0: um, uh, Arlen Harris. Yeah,
2: you know, those being your yeah. top two options. I mean, Hanson only had, I think, 20 or 25 carries on the year, and we just know how easy it is for backs to get roughed up and get hurt. And obviously, Arlen Harris transferred from Stanford last year, and he only had one carry on the season. Jeez. So I wouldn't be surprised if they look to add at running back, but that might be something that they look to add um, potentially in the spring, when they have a better grasp of where their scholarship members could be. Uh,
0: a couple of minutes on basketball yesterday. Uh, uh, logged on to ESPN Plus, ready to watch this game. It was incredibly difficult, at least early, uh, Alec. Uh, I don't remember, I, I, I recall a game that got off to... It's just a foul fest. <laughs> it's just like, let them play. They, there was no continuity. It was really difficult at the beginning of that basketball game, as many whistles as there was.
2: Yeah, it was horrible. Um, I turned to my... Co-worker, at one point, and I think that there was eleven fouls called. I got to scroll back on my Twitter timeline here to get the exact number. Yeah, ten personal fouls, not even three full minutes into the game, uh, which is just brutal. Um, so, it, it can be carried over for the rest of the game. I feel like college basketball has done a better job this season, guys. Of you know, they're being more flow. Obviously, the block charge rule has been much mm-hmm. much changed um, in the way they're appreciating it, and I love. The way that they're officiating it now, it's so much better. Um, but yeah, it was a really ugly start to the game, and it, I think it kind of contributed to Iowa State's slow start. You know, they were losing nine to eight at one point. I yep. think they were losing twelve to eleven or something like that at one point. And then they obviously ended up winning by more than fifty. So it wasn't like it was a major concern or anything. But yeah, the, the start of the game was horrible. It was not fun to watch.
1: Big 12 is going to be a bear. We know about that. Three more tune-ups next week. It's uh, on Sunday again. Florida AM, Eastern Illinois, and then New Hampshire. Not exactly the who's who of college basketball. What else needs to be found out in these final non-conference games? What, what do you need to see from this team to feel confident going into a rugged Big 12?
2: I think I want to continue to see the backcourt develop. I've been really impressed by the way Keyshawn Gilbert has played. Um, really since Orlando. He's scored in, I think, at least 20 points in three straight games now. I would need to double-check that, but I believe that's true. Um, and I really like their backcourt. I like the direction of it. I also think something that you want to continue to see develop is just consistency out of the front court. I don't think you can probably rely on 24 points from Chase King like he had against the and and 17 points from him like he had against Iowa, but he didn't have a single field goal attempt yesterday. He's kind of dealing a little bit with the back thing that he aggravated before the game. So I may have contributed to it a little bit, and he only played 11 minutes. Um, but what what can you consistently count on from Trey King offensively? What can you consistently count on from Robert Jones offensively? Because we've seen a huge uptick in his production offensively, but is that sustainable? Is that something that can carry over to to Big 12 play? Uh, are, are two big questions, I guess, I have. And then also, you know, is Milan Monsilovic um, going to be able to continue to produce at a high level um, as the talent – that I was just playing on a night in, night out basis increases pretty dramatically.
0: What did we see yesterday from Curtis Jones? Uh obviously it's the first time in, in some time that the shots were falling it was great to see. Whether it was from behind the three point line, he was aggressive, getting the free throw line a couple of times. Uh is that uh is 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 this behind Curtis Jones, this slow start do you think? Yeah, I
2: don't want to say it's completely behind him. He certainly seemed to have some good confidence yesterday. He kind of joked after the game that after his fifth one fell, after it hit the back of the rim, went straight up, and then kind of came back down that it must have just been his day. Hard to argue with that when you get shooters' rolls like that one. But, um, yeah, I think his evolution would be huge for this team, too, if he can become someone who's a knockdown, trusted shot maker on the perimeter. I think that would be huge mm-hmm. just because, um, you know, Gilbert has kind of proven that he can shoot a little bit. Lifts, has improved there as well. But I feel like it would be nice to have someone that you can just trust to spot up because obviously go where it looks here. You guys that really like to get to the rim and and finish in the paint.
1: After not seeing him against Iowa, we do get to see Omaha Blue. He went in there, played well, knocked down a couple of shots and free throws. Did also turn it over a couple of times out there. But what you saw from Omaha Blue and your belief that he can be a guy that not a huge rotational piece, but a guy that consistently is able to get six, eight, ten minutes a game. Is that something still a path out there for Ballou this season?
2: I think it's something that can be worked, too. Um, Obviously, he didn't play at all against Iowa, like you said. And then he played one of his better games of the year yesterday. Um, He still just struggles with a lot of, like, flow-of-the-game things. I mean, he fouled a three-point shooter yesterday, so that's obviously frustrating for TJ Hausberger's staff. Um, And then he missed, I think, three or four free throws at one point in the second half, um, and he goes just five of nine from the line. That's an area where Iowa State has kind of struggled as a team this year, and you want good free-throw shooters on the court, especially in close games like you're going to play a lot of in the Big 12. Um, But then he also had some good plays. He ran the court well, had a nice um, bucket in transition in the second half off of an alley pass from Gilbert, Um, and then I think he had another bucket in the first half um, on a nice and one finish about, I don't know, three-fourths of the way through the first half, I guess you could say. Um, but he didn't make the and one free throw. So I think it's just kind of being able to do the little things. Opsenberg has talked a lot about he's really hard on himself and he wants to do really, really well for, for all the people around him. And I think he feels a lot of the natural pressure from, you know, being a five star, being an in state kid, being a kid who wanted to be an Iowa State cyclone. And he is now, um, and he hasn't necessarily lived up to all those expectations. So I think. Trying to find a way to meet those expectations is, is something that they can try and hope to do here in the last two or four games right before Big 12 play starts because I think increasing his role in league play, uh, especially if Hassan Ward comes back, is just going to be really difficult and what's kind of a crowded front court.
0: Yeah, fair point. Alec, what do you got coming up this week at CycloneAlert.com?
2: Yeah, we just published um, our five film series from yesterday's game recapping Tim and Lipsy's record breaking eight field. Got a feature story up on him. Um, later today I'm posting an updated list of early enrollees in the 2024 football class. Um, obviously that's something that should be important for Iowa State and getting kids on campus early is important. We'll continue to update our transfer portal coverage of course um, and then we're going to continue to prefer to transition full time to basketball because it's obviously becoming the basketball season full time at this point, guys.
0: Ready or not? Here we go. Indeed. Alec, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Alec Bussy. Appreciate it. CycloneAlert.com 24 7
1: sports. Thanks, Alec.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a great
1: day. Yep. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Talk to you next week. So, watching that thing on the iPad, grabbed the kid's tablet, yeah. had him on there, now, was... listen to Larry Morgan with yep. the game. Who is the color guy? Do you know? I didn't catch it either. Football going on. It's there. What? It, it was is... tough. Prairie View hit five of their first six threes to kind of hang around, but like you knew how that thing was going to finish up. I'm like, Prairie View sucks, right? They're bad. That's a bad basketball (laughs) team. And then I go to Ken Palm after the game, looking through the box score and a few different things I like to look at, some of the analytical numbers. And I see Prairie View's ranked 257th at Ken Palm. There are more than 100 teams worse than Prairie View in college basketball. Anything? Any of them come names in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they, they will be. Uh, let's Jeez. see, who is uh, worse than Prairie View? Well, Florida A&M, who they'll see on Sunday, that team is worse uh. than them. Uh, Eastern Illinois is worse than them. New Hampshire is a tick better. They're 237. That's who's going to be coming in. 100 teams are worse than that one? It's hard to believe. Ooh. Hard to believe.
0: Well, we'll take our time out. We'll come back, finish the hour. Scott Dockerman kicks off hour number two from The Athletic. Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.8. This way. Now back to Miller & Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Two is next. <laughs> no, not quite.
1: You love the lead-up, don't you? <laughs> I do love that. All
0: right, Miller. Keep Con, It's a great tune. It's it a, is. It's a great bump. Uh, don't like the sports takes. I get
1: it. Come for the bumps. <laughs> That's uh, right. You're going to find the best bumps right here from 11 to one. I, I think you have that one exactly right, and it's a little bit of everything. Right? Absolutely. Well, not everything.
0: Very no, but every country. now and
1: then you fool me a little bit. Yeah, I do. You catch me off guard. Throw maybe. a rap in there from time to time. <laughs> yeah, a little 90s rap. Not a whole lot of recent things. No, it's not.
0: Uh, tomorrow we're going to hopefully uh, talk uh, some live golf with our friend. Well, more than that, More than just live. But uh, this John Rahm now, Tony mm-hmm. Fee now. How's it all going to end? Uh, it's going to end by the Saudis getting control of a sport, yeah. if they haven't already. It certainly seems like that to me. So we'll talk to Matt Rudy on that and the golf ball. What does that mean for us, us as the you know amateur players, etc.? Uh, maybe we'll do some hot stove stuff as well with Matt Snyder. Now that Otani's gone, we can get back to business, right? That's right. Everybody else can sign with the teams that they want to sign with. Uh, are your twins done? They don't have money. How is that the
1: case? New TV deal. Without Bally's. Oh, that's true. They're that's going huge. from making upwards, I think it was like $57 million a year. They're thinking it's going to be about twenty-five. And where's it going to be? Streaming. Ugh. Now, the Padres were on DirecTV. I hope that happens. Or my baseball viewing is going to Ugh. be a whole lot different coming up this year.
0: Our two next, Miller and Condon, 106.3 KX.